and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Marble. I'm Dan Kersky. And I'm Jim Ford. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 399B. B for brackets. Tell the people what we're doing, Jim. <laughs> okay, so since we kind of mentioned it last episode or, you know, one of the last episodes, um, one of the podcasts that I started up with my brothers is a brackets podcast. And I thought that, hey, you know what? Maybe it would be interesting if we apply that concept to Green Lantern characters. And while I don't think that there's enough to it for just using the regular, you know, simple Earth Lanterns, which Mark had an interesting concept for that, but that's another time. My concept was, well, what if we picked from the best non-Earth Lanterns? So... Each of us compiled the list and, um, you know, of roughly, you know, 16. Mark went way above and beyond. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it created a huge list of characters. But from that, I created a list of um, what we consider some of the best, um, best non-Earth Green Lanterns. We're going to go through... We're going to pick, you know, bracket style, which, uh, you know, which we think is better. And it's going to eventually culminate in a, you know, a winner, which will be the, you know, essentially the in quotes or in air bunnies, the best non-Earth Green Lantern. Although the list is randomized, it doesn't have any like seating values. So that there is that caveat. So best for this particular lineup. No, I think DC is contractually obligated to give at least a one-shot to whoever wins this. I mean, I'm down with that. <laughs> so, we have... Um, we're going to have... It's not quite a 16 bracket. Because there were so many extra names that... We have planes, Jim? We have planes? <laughs> Well, we have um, we have a wild card slot, but <laughs> instead of it just being a wild card slot, it's going to be a wild card bracket. So for that particular one, we have let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We have twelve Green Lanterns going in melee style, and only one can survive. <laughs> so, so the winner gets in, gets into the bracket of sixteen. Yes. Okay. Well, no, the winner gets the winner gets into the bracket of eight. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? Okay, gotcha. Okay, so I, th- I thought you meant th- I thought you meant they were all these were all, 
these were all the people on the outskirts, and they were fighting to get one one slot into the into the sixteen. But now I get what you mean. Yeah, well, you know what it was like. There were two that I had on on the overall list, and those two I thought were kind of questionable. So I said, I'm like, you know what? Instead of just taking you know one, you know, let me just open up it o- open it up to two slots. You know, that way, whoever wins from this wild card slot is definitely moving on to the next round. Gotcha. So, uh, and there are some really good candidates in there, too. So, I mean, it's not like it's a bunch of losers. Uh, it's going to be a tough a tough battle. Yeah, so, we're the only losers here. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe maybe the listeners might be the losers, then. I mean, they're they always are. We do we do we do a, a mediocre job on our best day. <laughs> that's, this one's that's this good. one's for you, Chad. Okay, so we're gonna start off with that wild card, you know, melee battle, and you have to pick. You're gonna have to pick one character. And I, this 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 is gonna be very tough. Uh, we can debate it. We can go through character by character, but for starters, we have. Nort. <laughs> we have Ganthet. We have Ashpack Glyph. We have Izamot Cole. We have Drick, the dead, revived dead lantern. We have Barin, who is the lantern at the gates of hell. We have Salak. Everybody knows Salak. We have Mogo's partner, Bzzd. We have. 2-6, one of the recent new recruits. We have Liesel Pan, who was uh, sentient smallpox. We have Stell, the robot that breaks down every five minutes. And we have Aresia. Jim, why'd you, why, why'd you just put half my list into that one slot? <laughs> and I, okay. forgot, I forgot 2-6. I, I, I thought about it after the fact... But then I got distracted. But yes, two six. I I did. I like two six. Um. Yeah. Well, what happened was like like I said, I was going by names that you know popped up most on the multiple lists, and a lot of the ones that Dan came up with were only on Dan's list, and I didn't want to write them off completely. Uh, and likewise, Mark had come up with you know like a list of eighty names. So I couldn't put all of them on, but I'm like, you know what? I want to put a few on there. And then I just thought that at least Baron get, get needed to get a uh, a nod because that was a freaking awesome story. Yeah. Well, well, sounds like most people got a nod because Mark just copy and pasted a wiki. <laughs> no, I typed. I typed, and, I, and half my list, half my list was my own. But I was, I was, I was about to say. In my defense, Jim never made it clear how many people were going in. Now, I should have realized that it was going to be 16, but I, but in my mind's eye, I always see bigger tournaments. So I thought we actually were going to do like 32. So that's why I figured I better throw out more than just you know your, your standard 8 to eight to 10 names. Uh, so I guess so based on our, on our deciding, I'm gonna, I have to pick one first, huh? <laughs> here's, here's, yeah. But here's the pro- but here's the one problem with this setup. What if we all pick three different people? Well, then we're going to – then it's going to be narrowed down to a list of three. Gotcha. And then okay. we're going to pick from them. All right. Looking at this list, um, yeah. it's kind of funny that Ash, Ash Pock there – I kind of <laughs> – Tupac! 
I, I kind of like him, and I think he has he has ties to uh, uh, Raker Karagat, and that's why I like him. But if I'm looking, yeah. but if I'm looking at if I and I love and I love Buzzed Bizzed there, I love him. Um, based on relevance to the Green Lantern Corps, and again, Ganthet is such a. I know I put Ganthet on my list, but the reality is, you know, Ganthet, we you know he was like Green Lantern for like two seconds, um, but. I'm probably I'm going to pick Salak just because of his overall relevance to the Green Lantern Corps for and for a long period of time. I'm going to I'm going to as annoying as he can be, I'm going to vote for Salak. <clears throat> You're up, Dan. Oh, oh, I went second in the thing. Okay. <laughs> Danny's it's tired. Still, he wasn't, it still he hasn't wasn't... quite clicked. <laughs> um there's there's so many good names here, but I have to go. Like when I made my list, the the second name I thought to put down was two six, because we, you know, every time we get a new Green Lantern Corps book, they give us a new team of new rec- of like rookie recruits and some like one or two veteran lanterns that they dust off, and usually by the end of that run we kind of don't ever see them again. We cycle them out and cycle in the next batch next time. And two six is one of the only ones that seems to have stuck. You know, she's showed like some saying power. She even like, even when she doesn't get like many speaking roles, she's, she's at least achieved the tier of whenever there is a group shot of green lanterns, she's going to be in it and near the front somewhere. And maybe that's just a function of, the, of uh, her having a cool design, but I think there's there's something really cool to that character. Plus, plus Mark, if you ever want to see your beloved Blue Lantern Corps rebuilt, she did earn herself a blue light in a in a what was it Lost Army for like a couple minutes. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I mean, come on, guys. We all know how cool math is, right? <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. I th- I'm pretty sure we're kind of doing math right now. We're doing fun math, though, Dan. <laughs> exactly. And if I had to sum up two six in two words that were not two and six, it's it would math. be fun math. <laughs> Jim. Okay, so I did not read like barely any stories with two six, so. While that math may be super fun, it, it just it holds no weight for me. And and I, I, quite honestly, by by saying that she was in that Lost Army book, <laughs> I, I have to like take points away from her just for existing in that, in that book. book. <laughs> um. Okay, so I mean, obviously, you know, Nort. Nort had to go on the list because, you know, it's Nort, but he he's he's a throwaway. He's garbage. Ganthet is a guardian. Um, I never thought that he should have been on this list, but the two of you both had him. So he actually Nort and Ganthet are the two characters that I pulled off of the list of 18 of 16 <laughs> so that we could get this melee battle going. Uh, so just uh, FYI. Um. What you call it? So, Ash Patcliffe, yeah, while he was, a, you know, he was a cool character, he hasn't done much. Um, Isamot Cole, I think, is one of the 
one of the better Green Lanterns in general. Um, I mean, I was a little surprised that he didn't make more lists. He he was a major focus for a long time in Green Lantern Corps, and I mean, like he did a lot, like a like quite a bit to really earn his his stripes. He freaking didn't he like give his legs? He cut off his legs so that his sector partner could have new legs, knowing yes. that he he'd grow his back, and now his sector partner would still have legs. Um. I mean, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, uh, again, you know, Drick, cool, Berin, very awesome story. Um, apparently, he came back at some point in the newer Green Lantern series. I don't remember that. The Morrison series? No, in... Um, no, yeah, no. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Newer, one of the newer series. It was actually in Blackest Night. It was around Black. Oh, yeah, he was a Black Lantern. He definitely showed up as a Black Lantern. Um, what you call it? Um, this is awesome. Two six, you know. Don't don't know, don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Liesel Pond. Liesel Pond. I don't know why you made why you even added him to the list. I mean, he was there for like one second. It's because of Corona and Dan's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, you know what? I was about to ask you, who's that? And I forgot. That's someone from my list. Yeah, yeah, that is the one from your I was, list. I was going down, and, and oh God, I'm so stupid tonight, because, like, I'm actually, I have my list open in front of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it, because I was going down, I'm like, hey, what Green Lanterns exist that I'm not thinking of? And I see, <laughs> I see the uh, sentient, because I always remember the sentient, like, Snestrocore virus, but I always forget about the, the sentient, like, flu germ Green Lantern, and I'm like, man, that thing could kill COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very timely. Yep. Um, well, there's also a, ma- a Green Lantern that's like a, ma- a sentient math equation. That's <laughs> like, well, we've never actually seen it do every- anything, so... because we haven't seen it become best buddies with 2-6 two two six six. yet. Well, I mean, maybe if we had, she would have gained a vote from me, but we haven't. So, <laughs> um, and that brings us to Stell and Aresia, um, neither of which I would vote for. I'm surprised that neither of you voted for Aresia, though. I, you know what? I like Aresia, but that is that is that is a complicated thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> she comes with a lot of baggage. That's that is true. Um, maybe maybe Arisia is being canceled. I don't no, know. No, you know what? You know what? In a very literal way, Arisia is the perfect example of not fun math. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just think it's funny because you picked a character that was starting to gain traction and now at least shows up in crowd shots. As opposed to like well-established Green Lanterns who also show up in crowd shots. Um, okay, so for me, it's coming down to Izamot or Salak. Uh, yeah, and um, that, that's that's really tough. If I go with Salak, then Salak moves on, and we don't have to worry about math anymore. <laughs> 
And if you go, could, if you go, and if you go, yeah, if you go with Isamot, then it's like, um, then essentially, unless unless some unless you and I are going to change our minds, it's almost like Dan would be the tiebreaker. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we could just make the rule that you can't vote for your own. Oh, that's probably better, actually. Oh, oh for a tiebreak. Well, then we, can yes. another, we can end up with another tie that way. <laughs> 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 we, we could have a second tie, but 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 first, Mark, this this is where your whole alphabet of three ninety nines is going to go, Mark. We're going to have to do entire episodes yes, of three ninety nine. C will be this bracket. This will be this will be the prologue. This will be the whole this whole episode will just be the melee bracket. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, just well, go ahead. Pick who you want. Who you think is? I think I have to go with Izumot. <clears throat> All right. So. I, yes, I'm going with Izumot. A little bit more likable than Salak ever was. That is true. Yeah. So, are we going to do that rule that we can't vote for "quote unquote" our own? Yes, that is what we are going to do. All right, then. So, so it's down to who? It's it's. Who do we all pick? I forget. Okay, so the the three final contenders are Salik, Two Six, and Izamot. All right, then I vote for Izamot. Yeah, if it's if it's between Izamot and Salik, Salik's too uptight. So Izamot. All right. So who would okay. you, who who and you would have voted for Salik? I assume. Who would he have voted uh, for? Oh, so, I definitely would have voted yes. for two sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anarchy's sake. Oh man. We have enough anarchy, thank you. Okay. So Izamot advances. Yes. I hope somebody's writing down any of us. Yeah, I, I have I have I have scribble all over the place. Okay. Well that was uh <laughs> was a lot more work than I thought that it would be, but <laughs> Hey, there were a lot of Green Lanterns to eliminate. No, I know. It's it was fun. Okay, so now we can get into the um, the rest of the normal brackets, and this will be much easier, maybe, because <laughs> there's three of us and only two options. So you can vote whoever you want. Uh, the first matchup is going to be Raimi Hole versus Tomar Ray. And, it's, and you're the one, Dan. Sorry, I, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I forgot how to podcast tonight. Apparently, oh, apparently so. So it'll make for some funny hijinks when people listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what I was starting to say is that you know Tomar is Tomar is a character I I kind of I respect for his place in Green Lantern history more than I enjoy him as a character. And with Rami Hall, you've got like you've got like all this awesome like like covert black ops Green Lantern thing going on, and she also has like a really awesome like space butterfly character design to go along with it. And so I got to go with Rami Hall. Okay, I'm going to jump in, and as much as I like Rami Hall, like. That the the uh, the covert ops like the original storyline in Green Lantern Corps was like really cool, really cool. 
to the point that everybody was always asking, you know, can you please bring her back, bring her back, bring her back? And then they did. And um, I don't think it played as well. Um, but I mean, like the character was still pretty cool. When did that? It was back. It was in. Um, it was during the Durlin War. Oh, I don't remember that at all. You're probably I, am right. I, am I wrong, Mark? I know they they brought back her her uh, her partner, the guy that was running the the corpse. Yeah, was that? Oh. But was that? But, but that? What was that? Was that in Green Lanterns that they brought them back? I'm trying to remember when they brought them. I I I know. I they definitely brought these characters back. I you could be right. They brought her. They could have brought her back during the Durland War. But I thought and I thought there was a little more recent reference to the to the corpse. Which which but yeah, it it gets confusing because they're like it's been a while. It's been a while since huh. I've even thought about it. I don't, I'm, when I was making my list, it took me a while to remember to remember them. Um, I don't know. Maybe she didn't show up again. Because I mean, her boss was a Durlin. That's why he came back. Well, in any case, um, and she showed. Does, she showed up in the Ryan Reynolds movie. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's two points off for Ramy Hole. <laughs> um, yeah. In any case, my vote's going to Tomar Ray. Um, the my my favorite Tomar Ray story is. When he like he was not alerted to the Krypton destruction in time to save it, but at least he was able to make sure that Superman got away from the explosion safely and off to Earth. Um, I mean, like there's there's a million stories with Tomar Ray, you know, from back in the day that establish him as a pretty cool character. Um, he was voiced by Jeffrey Rush in the Green Lantern movie, (laughs) which, I mean, being in the Green Lantern movie takes away points of being voiced by Jeffrey Rush adds points. Um, he was a pretty good point in that movie. I, I, I'll give him that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's a classic. He is a classic character. So classic that, you know, like they, they keep on. Well, there's Tomar too, and you know we know that there's other Zudarians who become Green Lanterns, um, all because of him, I think. So I'm giving it to Tomar Ray. Tomar Ray is the winner. All right. Bottom line. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Tomar Ray is a. Uh, when in doubt, my, I'm gonna break ties. In my, I'm gonna always vote for the one who has the most significance to the Green Lantern Corps overall. And when you think of the Green Lantern Corps, if you think of base members of the Green Lantern Corps, if somebody if that pops into your head over the other person, to me that's who gets my vote. So Tomar Tomar Ray gets the vote in this matchup. Exactly why I voted two six. <laughs> it's over, Dan. It's it's over. Not in my heart. Aww. <laughs> okay, so next up, and uh, I'll, I'll be starting this one off. Uh, we have Kilowog. Versus Raker Quaragat. Uh, these were all these were all uh, randomized, by the way. So I, I, I have no say in the uh, in the matchups. Um, listen, Raker Quaragat is you know it was a really cool story, but at the end of the day, like he never really 
did much on Apocalypse. Um, he was a symbol. He was a symbol. He was a symbol. But, I mean, like, his... He was probably more effective before he got banished to Apocalypse. Um, And he's going up against Kilowog, who, I mean, you know, like, when you think of the Green Lantern Corps, Kilowog is, like, one of the absolute top characters. Like, if he doesn't... If he doesn't go, you know, pretty damn far in this, then... I don't know. I guess I have to question you guys. My vote is definitely, <laughs> definitely no, no for Kilowog. No pressure. Kilowog wins this one for me. Okay. So before I before I vote, let me preface this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one of the reasons why I love Raker as a character so much is because of the fact that he and yes, they've done absolutely jack with him since that that eighty page giant or whatever mm-hmm. that was. But no, he, not true. He did I don't, I don't back I mean, correction. I mean, but I mean, they've done nothing with him. I mean, of relevance. I mean, we've seen him. Yeah, well, he should. because he because he came back to the core after the core was restarted. So, but I just mean they've never done it. They've never done anything of relevance with him. So let me let me. So, uh, one of the reasons I liked him was because he you know he was kind of, he was essentially in this version was responsible for have of making the Green Lantern Corps a sizable force. He didn't create the Green Lantern Corps. But he kind of was the first main leader of a core of the size that we knew or we can recognize compared to what we see today. The fact that in a way that he is – I see him as Obi-Wan-like from the perspective of almost like if you're drawing up a Green Lantern, what you want a Green Lantern to be. Raker's got a lot of those qualities because he was basically sold out. <laughs> he was sold out by the Guardians who said, hey, yeah, if you promise not to do this, yeah, take this guy and we're out of here. And yet, he never lost faith in what his real, he never truly lost faith in the Green Lantern Corps or what they stood for, and that someday somebody would come and get him out of that hellhole. And yet, he still carried on as a symbol of resistance to Dark Side and everything else. So that's why I really, really like him, and that's why I'm glad he made, I'm glad he made the list. That all being said, yes, versus Kilowog, Kilowog has to get the vote. <laughs> Based on my on my previous criteria, when you think Green Lantern Corps, you think Kilowog. You don't think you don't think a Raker. As much as I like him, he he would lose out. Now now, if somebody would pick up the mantle and actually write stories about this character, and we and we actually have some kind of mythology with this character, who's not just a really cool one-off essentially essentially a one-off story where we find out hey ash pat glyph like put this put, put his green lantern battery like in his in his head so he could recharge keep his ring charged um so i but for the sake of objectivity the reality is kilowog as you said kilowog should go extremely far in this tournament so kilowog gets my vote I mean, if you want to talk about Green Lanterns that should be measured, if, if you want to talk about measuring Green Lanterns by their overall importance to the Green Lantern mythos in general, this, like, Raker should be near the top because of, like, he's, like, the biggest thing against him is the fact that, not yeah, not only did they not write more stories with him in a significant role, they I'm pretty sure that, his version of the beginning of the Green Lantern Corps is three or four retconned versions of the Corps back. <laughs> like, the, we're talking about a character. He was, not only was he one of the first Green Lanterns, he was, like, like 
if I'm remembering it, the panel right, he was the one that set, told the Guardians, "Hey, we should make more of these rings." Yep. And and what's the th- what's the first thing he does with it? He raises an army to lead against Apocalypse because Darkseid is a threat that nobody can can afford to ignore any longer. And once it got to the point that they were losing too much ground, and even the Guardians had to give up on their troops. He kept fighting, he kept surviving, he kept believing until it gets to the point that that he could actually help Kyle believe, understand what it's like to not be the only Green Lantern in the universe anymore, because for a while both of them had that feeling. And it really sucks. Like, like if he was put up against literally anyone but Kilowog... I feel like I would say Raker all the way. Although Kilowog, you know, everybody is always like, oh, yeah, that guy's great. He's like the big brother of the Green Lantern Corps. He's the toughest dude around. He's the best. Nobody ever remembers that time he just kind of quit as the drill sergeant and got a desk job doing, like, paperwork instead for for like a year. He, it, it's, he, he really kind of dropped the ball there. I think he's, uh, you know, Kilowog, he kind of he kind of coasts. Sometimes on his uh on his uh his uh credibility that he's built up his uh goodwill to let him get by but still gotta give it to Kilowog even <laughs> though he he only deserves it like eighty ish percent. It is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, it is unfortunate that Raker got a really bad first round draw, but but he probably to be fair, even if we were doing these by number based on some of the bigger names we expect to find in this tournament, still. He probably would be. A, he probably would have been a relatively low seed anyway. Though maybe he would have been like a middle. Maybe he would have been like an eight nine, like an eight like an eight nine matchup as opposed. But I mean, how many Green Lanterns can you think of that have tried to fight Darkseid one on one? Hal Jordan hides behind the fucking Justice League. Raker just walked up to him and tried to punch him. Yep, and lost his ring. And because he lost his ring, they figured out the friggin' weakness of the yellow. <laughs> Damn. So oh well, he's, but, the, he's the reason. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Alrighty then. Okay. Uh, I and for the first time, I just looked up at some of the uh, other matchups that we have, <laughs> and uh, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be funny. Um, the next one up is Bidge versus Rotlop Fan. <sighs> All right. So, <laughs> so this is me. Um, yes. I know lots of people like Rotlop fan. Um, Apparently, you're not one of them. <laughs> I don't have ties. I don't have the ties. I understand why why he's cool, but Bidge to me, I I liked Bidge. I thought he was interesting. Plus, he he kind of he helped redeem Chip, <laughs> the Chip characterization. Uh, we have the annoying Green Lanterns, which Norton Chip were kind of you know examples of, and and. And Bidge was not that at all. Uh, they were, he was kind of a... And, he, and, and like I think you said, he kind of made Simon redeemable on some level. No offense, Dan. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I will have to throw my vote towards Bidge. Am, am I next or is Jim Yes, next? you are. You are, Follow Dan. me. You follow me. All right. So I have two very intelligent points to make here. The first right, being... Here we go. The first being that if you think about the best things about the Green Lantern Corps, it's the sheer variety 
they rep- it represents because you're pulling characters from all over the universe that basically gives you a blank slate to make literally anything no boundaries. So the idea of, hey, what if we have <clears throat> a Green Lantern who does not even have a concept for light or sight or anything visual? How would that work? How would that how would they interact with their power? How would they have to think in ways that are completely different from every other member of the core? And in that way, Ratlap Fan, he is almost an embodiment of the kind of creative exploration you get out of the Green Lantern Corps concept. My second point is squirrels suck. Have you guys ever had squirrels outside your house? All the shit they eat and throw at you? Chip and Bedge and all of their buddies. They're just doing that to the whole universe. And we gave them the ability to throw big green acorns at the universe. (laughs) So I'm F-sharp bell all the way. The end. Oh, man. I did not expect this to go down like this. Um. Oh God, I'm not even sure. Um, you thought it already be decided before it came to your vote. <laughs> yes, I was kind of hoping. <laughs> which one? Which did you think it was going to go? Do you think we were both going to pick uh, Bidge? You must have thought we were going. Oh, yeah. No, I really thought you'd both go for Bidge. Really? Really? That's yeah. Cool. Wow. Um, I, you know, I like. I, I always kind of had a fondness for. The, the the chipmunk characters or squirrels or whatever the hell they are. Um, I mean, you know, like, it's it's a different point of view that you can tell the story from, you know, and it's got that, you know, like, tongue-in-cheek humor because it's, it's a squirrel doing Green Lantern work. And Bidge, like I, you know, said to Mark, like, he does kind of make Simon redeemable in the first few issues when the two of them are, you know, paired up. Um, and that's kind of a tall order. Um, Rotlop fan though, and Bidge, I think, I feel like, I mean, we probably had Chip for longer, but it feels like we've had Bidge for longer now. Um, just because he's been in more of the stories that I've read. Rotlop fan though, I, I mean, you know, like Dan said, he, He's such an interesting concept, you know, in that this is this is as far, you know, this is as far out as you can go. It's a Green Lantern that doesn't know what light is. And he uses his willpower in another way, you know, forges it completely different in a concept that makes sense to him. Um, man, I feel like um, we've had Bedge a lot longer than anyone thinks, because people just assume it's Chip. Yeah. Because there's actually good stories with Bitch as opposed to Chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man. Uh, Rotlob fan, he's he's definitely got that legacy, and they have been using him lately. Um, he's one of the few Green Lanterns that actually made it into the Morrison run. Wow, um, Hal, Hal Jordan didn't even make it into the Morrison run. <laughs> I do think it's telling, though, that Morrison, he, he probably was, you know, chomping at the bit to use Rotlop Fan. Um, I, I'm going to give it to Rotlop Fan. Woo-hoo! 
Okay. You know, when you Google Rotlop fan, one of the first images that comes up is a crowd shot with him, and right next to him, it's two six. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Okay, so who's who's up on this one, Mark? Uh, Dan will go first on this next one. <clears throat> okay. Oh, boy. Okay, so this competition is, this bracket is Isle, uh, Princess Ioland. Ayolande, I'm not really sure how you pronounce it anymore. Against Ayolande, that's how you yeah. said in the cartoon, at least. Okay, that makes sense. Against Torquemada. Hmm. <laughs> well, let me think about let me let me think out loud here because Torquemada is. Kind of, kind of similar to Bratla Fan in that it's, it's a an unconventional Green Lantern. Like, hey, what if you take this sci, like the uh, sci-fi space policeman, and also make him an out-and-out wizard, <laughs> and and have him like, like just tell us tell a story or two across the the years where it's like him in like this like just just not telling the kinds of stories you would usually use the Green Lantern Corps for, and that is, that there's major points in that direction for him. And if I'm remembering, I think after he, we first saw him in Green Lantern Corps quarterly, and then was it Blackest Night that he came back again? I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was like the lead-up to Blackest Night, I think. Yeah. And then with Ayolande, they play. They really liked playing up not only her her uh, friendship with Ceranic, but also like the fact that she is like royalty on her planet. And we got like some of like the like the the local politics angle of that, plus like the uh, the clashing attitudes of like the the regal nobility doing this kind of work and all that. Um. If I think the most interesting things to me about Ayolande come from her playing off of other characters, while Torquemada <clears throat> has a lot more potential on his own, although I don't think they've done nearly as much with his potential as they have with hers. So I'm, I've, I'll give it to Torquemada. Hmm. Mark, you want to jump in on this one? If you want me to, yes. We can break the chain if you want. I'm, yeah, go for it. I think Ayolande is a better character based on what we've seen, and I, and I do like her, and I do like how passionate she is, and I do like her relationship with Sora. Go, using my basic criteria, I think I even though Torquemada has not done a whole hell of a lot, there is a uniqueness to Torquemada, and, it, and, he, and he does go back again to the to the Green Lantern Corps quarterly. So I'm still I'm going to vote for Torquemada. Okay, that makes it easy for me. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to give it to Ayolande, um, and Torquemada will move on. But I love Torquemada. I think you know, like you both said, he has a you know a lot of potential. If you were going to write a story, you know, about one of these two characters, actually, I'd read both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like Iolande. I think they, you know, that she was a good character, or she still is a good character. Uh, at the end of the day, she's Princess Green Lantern. You know, like that's that's pretty cool. Um, and she still but, shows up a ton. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, the interplay with with Sora was nice, but I mean, like she also had good interplay with the other lanterns. Like she was. You know, she was a good leader of the other Lanterns, you know, with like kind of a soft touch, which was nice. You know, it was interesting to see, like, she didn't have to be like Kilowog screaming at people, but she could get people to do shit, you know, when they needed to. Um, But I mean, you know, Green Lantern Wizard, I can see why he would make it onto the next level. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Okay, next up, um, and this is one that I'll <laughs> yeah, this is one that I'll start us off with. We have Kaleen, the Plant Elemental, one of the original seven, going up against Abin Sir. Well, uh, I'm going to start by saying the winner is Abin Sir, <laughs> and I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Who's next? Stuff. Am I next? Who's next? Am I next? No, I, sure, no, I, sure, you're next. I, I would be, but go ahead. The balance out or changing the letter. The only good thing Avinster ever did was die. Avinster is basically like a pillowcase full of rocks that got thrown at the ground really hard. He, like, retroactively, Jeff Johns came in and gave him, like, like some some like some backstory to flesh him out in a way that make you halfway give a shit. But still, halfway giving a shit is kind of different from fully giving a shit. Abinser sucks. Abinser is the Uncle Ben of Green Lantern in that, hey, you 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 recognize his contribution to the story, but he is the definition of a plot device. Abinser doesn't even deserve to be on this level of this bracket. Yikes. Oh, I disagree. Yikes. And, <laughs> Yikes. And, Dan, Dan. and com- compare that to to it was Ka- it was Kaline. Like the concept of of hey, a Green Lantern who is also the first plant elemental avatar of the green at the beginning of the universe, basically. Like the first like it's playing around with so many DC universe concepts right there. And it's, it's like out of all the underused green lantern characters, it's the most criminal that we never got to see this one get any focus <laughs> out of, out of that storyline with the group that she was introduced with. Cause I mean, just the con like, like, I feel like half the reason I like any of these characters, it's because of like, like, the weird directions they pull from to make a new Green Lantern and saying, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, a mystical plant elemental from 20 billion years ago or whatever. That's fantastic. That's, that's amazing. Write me 28 stories about it right now and I will read all of them. Abin who? Fuck that guy. Colleen. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so the winner is clear. I woke up. The winner is clearly Evan, sir. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but th- this is part. Of, this is part of the reason why Abensar is. Abensar is to a large extent a blank slate. Not entirely, because what we've seen. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> but whenever we've seen stuff with Abensar, he he's another because he's a blank slate. You can't compare. I think the Raker Obi Wan comparison is better than an Obi Wan Abin comparison. But Abin Sir has always held up in really high regards to who he was, and and the st- and the, st- the level of Green Lantern that he was. But he is a blank slate, and because he's a blank slate, I just I, as as weird as I am, these things pop into my head. And it, you know, I get the best. My best thoughts are in the shower. So I was thinking about this bracket about Abin Sir the other day, and that Abin Sir is like. Colin Powell, circle like 1992, after the Gulf War. Everybody loved Colin Powell. He was probably the most popular man in America, not just because of how you know how he how he carries himself, how he did his job, and how successful the war was and everything, but because at the time he was a complete blank slate. Nobody knew anything about Colin Powell. So when you know nothing, you project your own values and your own beliefs into that character. So with Abin Sur, he has a strong aspect of that because we know he was important. We know that he, we know that his ring's the one that chose Hal. We know based on some of the Jeff John stuff, you know, the retconning of making Abin Sur and Sinestro, the, the mere fact that Sinestro held him in such high regards, and Sinestro holds nobody in high regards. All those factors and the few times we've seen Abin Sur in solo stories, and even when Jim and I are dealing with. You know, Abin Sir in, in, the, in the in this with the Spectre that and again ultimately the legendary status Abin Sir has when you think of the Green Lantern Corps, even if his primary the reason you think about him was because oh he's a guy that died so Hal Jordan could become Green Lantern, you still think about him. <laughs> so Abin Sir for all those reasons is is the tiebreaker. I think the perfect metaphor for Abin Sir's character is the fact that whenever they make a toy of him, they just slap a different head on a Hal Jordan toy. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the one other thing that I will say about Abin Sir is that, yeah, I mean, in the Spectre, like, he's, like, basically the conscience for, for Hal Jordan and, you know, guiding him to be a, a good Spectre. But, I mean, beyond that, we have gotten, like, other other stories about Abin Sir, like he was the Green Lantern during Flashpoint. Um, and I mean, like he's been the Green Lantern in di- different Elseworlds stories and things like that. We got an Abin Sir story in yep, the, the old West. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, there's plenty of Abin Sir stories out there and you know, he's, he's great in all of them. So that, combined with the fact that he is the one that died to give Hal Jordan the ring, you know, he's at the beginning of, you know, of this version of the mythos, you know, um, definitely deserves to move on. I mean, like, you know, Kalyan is a cool concept, but like you said, like, they didn't, you know, they didn't really flesh her out. They haven't done anything with her. You know, like, she could still be around, and no one would even know because nobody's probably going to ever touch anything that came out of that book forever. So yes, yes. Well, Avin, Avin clearly wins. Hooray! 
I'll, well, I'll just I'll just say my last my last comment on Evan, sir, until I get to vote him out next time Fuck is <laughs> is that I would rat I would much rat like to me for Green Lantern I would much rather have one super cool ca- character concept that we see for a single issue than one just sort of empty one that keeps coming back. And to me, there has never actually been an Abinsur story that has made me go like, man, Abinsur is cool. Dan hates Abinsur so much, he thinks Amon, sir, was, was a good advance on this list <laughs> and not Abinsur. Um, well, wait a second. Wasn't Abinsur the one who set up the Indigo yes. tribe? Jesus. I forgot about that until just now. Well, there you go. There's an even better story for him. Set off the whole Blackest Night and everything. <clears throat> okay, so next up, and this is this is an interesting combination here. We have Sinestro versus Serenity. <laughs> Not two. That's mine, now, right? Now, now, specifically, like, I don't know whose list you pulled from, but, like, when I when I put Sinestro on mine, I specified it was the, uh, the, uh, the post-War of the Green Lantern Sinestro, where he, like, got his ring back and became, like, a good guy in modern times, mm-hmm. and not, like, the crazy maniac Sinestro from the old days. Well, he didn't start off crazy <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, he he was he was not crazy all the time, even back in, in the original version. So, but uh, all right. So I guess I this is mine to go first on, right? Uh, it's an it is a very interesting bracket, you know. It's which again, so, 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 well, we'll have to take a vote after after the fact for the people that got screwed with the with the worst bracket, with the worst the worst the, the worst <laughs> the worst matchups. And Sora obviously in Raker can, can go have beers afterwards. Uh, this this <laughs> Sora is cool. I don't know if I, you know, what's some of the things Robert Venditti did with her making her, you know, turn so completely to the dark side so quickly. I don't know if I buy. But there's no the reality is as much as I like Sora, there's no way there's no way that. She's gonna replace Sinestro as on even if we were doing a Sinestro core list, she wouldn't be replacing Sinestro. <laughs> so she's not gonna replace him as a Green Lantern because we know he was, regardless of what he was doing in his off time, <laughs> his private time on Corridor, that the reality is he was a very, very good and legendary Green Lantern, regardless of which version of the mythos you look at, whether you're looking at the one where he trained Hal Jordan or the one where you know, but Hal Jordan didn't even know who the hell Sinestro essentially was until until he already was a bad guy. It doesn't really matter. The fact is, we know his reputation as a you know as a fallen hero was it was already you know is is so ingrained, and he was good at what he did. So it's got Sinestro has to be the winner here. <clears throat> Go ahead, Dan. Dan. Oh me. Okay. Um. God. This is tougher than it should be, because like in because part of me wants to be like, well, of course it's Sinestro. You can't have Green Lantern without Sinestro. But at the same time, like if I'm if I'm like being completely honest with myself, Sinestro is a character where like 
like in my head at least it's kind of like well it's a given that he's going to show up again and it's going to be awesome because it's an astro but i i'm kind of more interested to see what they do with sora because i feel like she's gone like her setup is is like so much more like thought provoking than than his and, and well, that's not fair to say like the concept of <clears throat> of hey Sinestro's actions made his homeworld absolutely hate Green Lanterns. What if we give a ring to another member of his people? That's great. And have her be like a surgeon, a doctor whose only goal in life is to help those people. That's even better. Because now her whole society is pushing back against her, even though she has a better ability to help them than she ever did before then layer on top of that the Sinestro's her daughter and then for like a whole period of green lantern history there the most important the most interesting thing to me about Sinestro was how he related to her and played into her story and her struggle with who she is and and what her relationship with her own people is and yeah, I th- I think they they leaned way too far in maybe the wrong direction with her the last few times we saw her. But I don't know if, when I think about like, hey, which of these characters do I want to most read a story about next? I gotta I gotta kind of go go with Sora. She's got the she's the biggest unknown and kind of the most thought provoking one. Okay. So we have one for Sinestro and one for Sora, yes. right? That's, that's how we, we got... Okay. Um, Sora was pretty cool in the Green Lantern Corps book way back when, but we've we've gone so far from there, and I feel like her character, it's like... I, I get that they're adding things to it and trying to, you know, make her more, you know, well, just to give her more stories and to get more out of the character. But I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, she's never been better than Sinestro. I mean, even if you disregard the concept of like, you know, OK, which, which one is more memorable to Green Lantern history, which Sinestro definitely wins on that one. Um just like even just the recent stuff where like you know you've got the um you know semi recent stuff with uh what is it um emerald dawn uh was it number 2 emerald dawn 2 that he fe- yes. featured in big time um and, you know like that was a cool story you had um the the origin of Hal Jordan from Jeff Johns like that was a great story um and, you know, like even when when Sinestro was a Sinestro Corps member, he still knows, you know, like, you know, he can still help out Green Lanterns because he understands it so well. And like this guy was such a good Green Lantern that when he started up his own core, like he put like numerous like backdoor, like secret protocols into his own ring, like from all the stuff that he had learned of being a Green Lantern. Like, I mean, he created the Sinestro Corps you know, based on his knowledge of Green Lantern. Like, I mean, it's, it's without a doubt, he has to be the one that moves on for this round. 
I didn't expect so much of this to to boil down to to yeah, this character is cool and all, but what have they done for me lately? Well, I mean, it's more. It's about well, you know, it's about a couple of things. It's about like it's about the legacy. It's about the story potential, and you know. I guess the the cool factor, um, you know, like like the the newer characters, I think, have the disadvantage of, you know, like they don't have as much story, you know, to go up against the older characters. Like I mean, like like say for you know for example two six, like I mean I didn't even read the issues with two six. So, I mean, like, she could be, like, the most, you know, amazing character of all, but, like, we haven't, you know, we haven't really seen her do much of anything since, you know, the Venditti run. And, you know, and then, like, the, the what you call it, Kaleen, you know, same thing. It's like, okay, she was in a pretty good story arc, you know, where she was in a flashback, but, I mean, like, it's not what, what have you done for me lately, it's like you haven't really done much for the course of your, you know, the time that you've been a Green Lantern would be my guess. I agree. I think, I think that's, I think that does sum it up. Um, shall we go for the final, the final set? Yeah. Final set for the first round. And this, this could be very easy or very hard, depending Who's who's starting this one off? I don't I think remember. It's Dan, right? Because I did the Sinestro one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Dan, starting us off, you have to pick between Mogo and Sodom Yat. Ooh. That's... <laughs> <sighs> hmm. 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 And the funny thing is, if, it, if, it, if it's split, I'm the tiebreaker. So. Oh, God. oh, God. Good times. Oh, God. I mean, at least I have the satisfaction of of dumping one of, of, uh, of, uh... Alan Moore. Alan, I couldn't even remember his name. <laughs> one of Alan Moore's creations. <laughs> um, Jesus. Mogul or Sodom yet? Mm-hmm. Well, if I followed my theme throughout most of this, it would seem clear that Mogo is the choice. Because, like, like what's 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 more out there than hey, let's let's pick the the some crazy alien from some distant planet than just saying let's just pick the planet, make it the make the planet the character. Go, go for it. But the more, oh God. Because <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I've. So I I love Mogo. Mogo is always a little frustrating for me because I always want Mogo to do more than he does. Like I think the the closest like he Mogo fought that sentient city during the Sinestro Corps War, and every now and then Mogo shoots a really big laser beam at something, but. It seems like 
the closest thing Mogo gets to any real like like use as a character is when he's the home base for the Green Lantern Corps, which I don't think he even is anymore. Are they back on Oa in that uh in the Morrison run? I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, that's a, that's a good but question. Mo- I, th- I think I think the answer is yes. I think, but I don't even remember. <laughs> Mogo, that's gotta make Mogo feel sad. I don't know. I mean, he he says he doesn't socialize, but he loves it. Um, <laughs> the Sodom Yat is kind of like. On the one hand, he's kind of like a permanent way to explore the concept of Green Lantern Superman. But beyond that, he brings with him all of this baggage of, like, the Daxamites are these reclusive assholes. They are, like, he's, he's, like, is that Lauren snoring? I'm like, listen, I'm like, what is, at first I thought, like, a chair was sliding around, but then I'm like, no, that's not wood on wood. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> God. All right, sorry. Uh, sorry. What was be, I saying? Um, white noise for the people who aren't interested in what we have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lauren is a preview of the audience. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <sighs> But no, Sodom Yat is one of those characters where whenever he, he's not being used, I feel like we're always asking, hey, where's Sodom Yat? Because he's <laughs> like, even when he hasn't like, he, he, I don't know how many Green Lantern comics he's been in, but it seems like he's been used pretty often, off and on since the Sinestro War about until like a couple runs ago when he fell off the face of the earth again. But He's a character that is just like such a cool idea and such a has so much potential and has an interesting backstory and kind of like kind of like um I'm oh my I'm I'm crashing <laughs> kind of oh my god it's <laughs> too hard of a decision for Dan to make I know in another 3 seconds he's going to say 2 6 <laughs> I'm writing both for two six. Sodom Yath is fun math, and uh, <laughs> no, it's it just it feels like Sodom Yath is one of those characters that if you ask me to make a short list of what are the unused Green Lanterns you want to see them tell stories about that you haven't seen in a long time, I would put Sodom Yath near the top of that list. I would put Sodom Yath above Guy Gardner. And Kyle Rayner sometimes just because he's like it feels like there's enough there that you could tell so much so many stories about him and he's been largely untapped especially when you consider like the like his his original story was like basically like a prophecy of him like he's tied into the blackest night prophecy basically like where he's going to exist into the far future to the point that he's one of the final green lanterns in the universe they played with that directly in legion of three worlds where he he i think he outlives mogo into the 31st century and he's just he's just like a really cool concept that i want to see more of and mogo is more more used as a an interesting background that is cool to see every issue more so than he's a character. So Sodom yet. 
Okay. <sighs> okay, so um, with Mogo, like, when I, you know, m- my feelings for Mogo is I have, like, a genuine affection for the character. Like, I know that it's a planet, but, like, for all that this planet does, like, you know, between guiding the rings and, you know, like, like there's a, I think that there was a story where, like, you know, they're fighting on Mogo and, like, the, you know, like the big reveal was, like, Mogo, meanwhile, had been moving to, like, a red star or something like that to drain the powers of, like, the Daxamites or something to that effect, um, you know, or, or Superboy Prime or whatever it was. You know, like, Mogo does a lot of stuff and, you know, like, he'll like change his landscape depending on what the green lanterns need he'll use his gravity to hold down bad guys like you know he'll change his weather to make it inhospitable inhospitable to you know to bad guys mogo has done like a ton um and i i I really genuinely do love mogo sodom yat um like you said, he has his his character has a lot of potential. Uh, he is tied into the Blackest Night. Um, you know, he he is you know he's exploring the concept of you know what is what you know what happens when you give Superman a Green Lantern ring. Yes. Um, my problem with Sodom Yat is that he is rarely used as a character and is more often used as a MacGuffin or, you know, a get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, like, the Green Lanterns will box themselves into a corner, and everybody's like, well, where the hell is Sodom Yat? And then all of a sudden, out pops Sodom Yat. It's like, oh, here's our secret weapon. Do-do-do-do-do. Not here to save the day. Like, I mean, you know, they they rarely play with the fact that, you know, like, okay, well, we have this Superman Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. But he's off like, you know, he's doing his own thing right now. Like, no, no, that's BS. It's BS. It's, and it's BS because, you know, the writers don't want to take the time and deal with a Superman-like character. You know, like this This goes back to, I think it was a post that you had liked or something like that on Twitter, Dan, about, the you know, people that say Superman is boring. And it's like, no, like Superman has like unlimited potential and, you know, like you can tell so many stories. Like here's a story about Superman failing, you know, and then, you know, like the moral of the story is that he goes back and he tries again and he wins and then he wants to help the bad guy. And that's what makes Superman so great. He's uplifting and, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you understand the character, you can write really compelling stories about them and, I think that holds true for Sodom Yat, but we rarely, rarely get to see it. And he's, you know, he's a MacGuffin character. They use him when they need him and, you know, not because they want to. It's just like, oh, well, I guess time to throw in Sodom Yat to clean up our mess. And I mean, I, I don't really have a lot of love for that aspect of the character. So I'm giving this to Mogo. Oh, God, I have to break the tie. <laughs> Yes. Oh God! And let's see. I, I kind of had my. I think I do have my mind made up on this, but I would. But I. But this is this is tough. 
I think with Sotomayat, I think I like the concept of Sotomayat more than than I like what we've gotten with him so far. We know he's supposed to be this legend, this legendary Green Lantern. We know he's supposed to be, you know, if you you factor in like what the that's you know the the three world storyline and everything else that you know he outlives everything and he's still and and he has he still has this this shame in his mind's eye that he's still living down because of what happened with uh, Superboy Prime and all this stuff and his lead poisoning. <laughs> uh, there's some... He's a... The thing about Son of Meat, which is a major plus, is that, he's, that he has depth to him. He's got... He's complex. I mean, yeah, now he seems to be a peacenik for the most part based on, like, the, the, the times that he's shown up because he was, he was in the uh, Justice League storyline with the Eradicator that he was... Yeah, he oh, was, really? He, he he was in that. He's as a you know basically uh he's had kind of become a politician basically. That so yeah that so so so, so yeah I was kind of surprised that Sotomayor showed up in that, but maybe not so much because Robert Vin, because Venditti was was writing that. Oh my God, Lauren, stop! <laughs> Mute your mic. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren is saying yes. I also appreciate Sotomayor. <laughs> He he was I on yeah, that she time. She she votes for for Mogo. Uh, but I do like Sodom Yat, and, and it's real, and it's kind of funny because depending on who Mogo goes up against, it'll be interesting. Is he is he going against Sinestro? Is that what the next bracket is, or is it? Is it no? Okay, no. Okay. I was just curious <laughs> if these were if these were matchups directly related to how we were going to square off in the next round. I was just curious. That's not how I it wouldn't change my vote now, but I was just curious. Uh, I'm gonna have to totally. vote Mogo again based on the cry. They both are important. Mogo has done more, and in his art, he's established more as being an important part of the Green Lantern mythos. While Sodom Yat, ultimately, we think he's supposed to be more than he important, more than he has been. But at the moment, he ain't. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna vote I'm gonna vote Mogo. Okay, the so Mogo moves on. So that'll end the first round. And yes. I think we are determined that we that we're gonna t- we're gonna take a, a break, and this may not be a break for the listeners. This is gonna be a break for us. So they may so this may be so this yeah. is probably gonna be a seamless transition from a listening perspective. But but <laughs> nature calls, and we have to take a brief break. <laughs> yes. How many rounds are there gonna be? Uh, I think it's like two or yeah, three more rounds. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to deal with the math yeah, right we've now. Gone from, we've gone from sixteen to eight, so then we go from eight to four, four to two, two to one, two to two to. The, so it's, I don't think the next. I think we'll be able to pick it up, pick up the pace a little bit on the, in the next. Oh round. yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Okay, you guys ready for round two? Yes, we are. I was born ready. (laughs) (laughs) Two six forever! (laughs) Okay, so these are all going to be much tougher. Oh, good. Uh, Starting us off, we have Tomar Ray going up against Kilowog. I thought you said this would be tougher. (laughs) This is you, Jim. Oh. It's me. Um, no, it's Kilowog. <laughs> yeah, it's Kilowog. <laughs> it's definitely Kilowog. I mean, you know, come on. To- there are there are literally a six pack of Tomars. You can pick a new one from when another one dies. Kilowog. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Kilowog is the last of his species. 
Yeah, I think so. He gets, he gets brownie points for that. He gets extra points for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Kilowog. Okay, next up we have Rotlop Fan against Torquemada. Oh, God, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to... I'm going to vote for Rotlop Fan. Dan? Rotlop Fan. In, ter- in, in terms of being an interesting exploration of the Green Lantern concept, Torgmata is like like a less thought-provoking ver- version of that concept. So, like, Rotlop Fan is a much cooler idea. I, I agree. That is unanimous. Rotlop Fan. This is the hard round? Well... I mean, you know. I'm sure some will be. Um, Sinestro versus Sinestro. (laughs) (laughs) Sinestro. We already got that the first round. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. Okay, next up is Abin Sir versus Sinestro. (laughs) It's just Dan, so we know which way he's going. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just, you know, if there's one thing that makes this all worth it is that I get to to vote against Abin Sir twice. (laughs) <laughs> Sinestro. Oh man. Oh, it's, it's my vote. It's my vote now. Oh no. Um <laughs> I think I have to go with Avin Sir. I I I'm voting for the the ideal. I'm voting for the legacy. Um I mean, you know, Sinestro is a great Green Lantern, but, I mean, he's a much better, you know, Sinestro core leader. Uh, so, yeah, Abin Sir gets my vote. So it's Sinestro against Abin Sir. Well, for me, at the end of the day, you have this one, you have this one factor that as good a Green Lantern as Sinestro was, he still was kind of a, he still was a dick at the end of the day. He's still not a good guy, and uh, he he was efficient at, at what he did. But at the end of the day, he, yes, he he's not he's not a good person, and he's not he would on the surface he would seem he seemed like an ideal what the Green Lantern should strive to be, but deep but he really wasn't. And Abin Sir again, while again the blank slate thing is part of it for pro and con. I think again I I think the way Jim described it was straightforward to me. I, I was planning on, once I heard the matchup, I thought Abin Sir, even though Sinestro might be more powerful, at the end of the day, Abin Sir is, 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 now you can make a case Sinestro is a better character. So that would, that's, that's kind of a caveat. So that's, but I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to have to go with what my first instinct was, which was to vote for Abin Sir. You know, I mean, you can say that Sinestro, Sinestro, I would say, Overall, is a better character than Abin Sir, but specifically regarding his Green Lantern stories, I don't think that part beats out Abin Sir. Oh, I, that's that's true. That's true. If you look, you're looking at his whole body of work. But yes, if you're looking at just as a Green Lantern, yes, that's another. That probably is true. That other than what we're told about Sinestro, what we've actually seen, yeah, you correct. 
Wow. You guys might as well be speaking a completely different language right now, because this is insane. <laughs> First off, not, not only the fact that Mark, of all people, didn't pick Sinestro. Like, if you ask Mark his favorite Fantastic Four series, he'll be like, oh, Sinestro. <laughs> oh, okay. First, I was going to say, why are you tying... I, was, I think I was going to say, you're thinking of Corwin, not me. Oh, I love the series... But again, the series wasn't about Sinestro Green Lantern. It was about Sinestro Green Sinestro Corps member or leader. I I know, I know. But the, in my in my head, it's kind of all the same thing because like it's it's all this one journey of this one character and and like seeing him come back to being a Green Lantern after everything that happened is what like that was basically the reason I kept reading that book at that time. Like I didn't care that Hal Jordan was in it. I didn't really even care too much about. Like, I would have put seeing how Sinestro handles being green again above the, you know, the exploration of the indigo planet and all of that stuff. Well, okay. Um, and the final, the final battle for round two is Mogo against Izamod Cole. Hmm... Who goes first? I think Do I go first? Mark? Yes, because I, I was a tiebreaker. Um, Mogo. Mm. Is a mot. I had a feeling you would both vote that way. Um, I am leaning towards Mogo. Um, I I really like reading the Izumot stories, but as far as character goes, I genuinely love Mogo. Um, I gotta give it to Mogo. I mean, you know, like, we've got Mogo stories since, like, the Kyle run. You know, like, like Mogo's just always been awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm it, giving it to Mogo. Is it that is it that Mogo's a good character though, or is it that he's a a really good idea that's always around? Because I, I wouldn't, I can't even ascribe a personality to Mogo for as much as I've seen him. I mean, I, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like I I enjoy the character. Like every time that they do, like actually use him as a character and they did a lot in like the last two series the last two green lantern core series um i you know like mogo like he he does stuff you know he does a lot of stuff and i mean he's i i don't know it's like you know when you know in blackest night like you know you were really pulling for mogo you didn't want to see mogo die like you know like that that's really bizarre that I, you know, have such affinity for this planet, you know, like the fact that they were able to do that to make me care about this planet as a character, uh, no, not nothing, you know, no, nobody, no writer other than, you know, these are, have ever done anything like that for a planet. Yeah. I guess my, my distinction is that like they made, 
Like, they made me care about Mogo without ever taking the next step and treating Mogo like a person. Like, Mogo is... Mogo Mogo is basically a smart house. Like, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll say hello to you when you show up, and he'll do things for you when you ask him to. But it kind of never goes deeper than that on a characterization level. Whereas, like, pretty much everyone else on this list, even if they've only appeared for a single issue, they have, like... I can tell you the kind of person they are. So that's always going to be like, and I don't dislike Mogo at all, but I feel like, like once you start comparing Mogo to other characters, that's when Mogo's deficiencies start to show. Well, I think, well, the, the, the biggest problem is that you're trying to attribute a personality to something that's not a person. Like Mogo's not, you know he's he's a he's a he's a living thing but he's not a person he has characteristics and he he in some ways does have a personality um you know like he's he's friendly to his friends like you don't get that with a smart house you know like he's the fact that he picks the green lantern you know the next green lantern like he he's there's an awareness to him i don't know like it's it's difficult to describe but i don't know i mean they we also have i like like everything you're saying about mogo we also have green lanterns they're sentient like radio waves and house flies and germs so like i would also expect the same from them too um like, I'm not trying to tell you to what to pick. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, I understand why you would pick Izumat. Um And, I mean, I, I like I said, I love that character. I think he's, you know, he, he since that Green Lantern Corps run, you know, I think he's one of the best new creations for the Green Lantern Corps. Um, they, they really, you know... They really knocked it out of the park on that one, but but Mogo, I think you know, like I said, I just I just like him more, or you know, it Mogo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're down to the final four. We're down to the final four. Okay, um, now's when it gets really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that, whether or not it's true or not. This is a Green Lantern thing, so Hal Jordan's going to be the winner in the end somehow. <laughs> Super wild card. Uh, okay. Okay, for this round, we have Kilowog versus Rotlop Fan. I have no idea who goes next. Oh, God, I don't know either. Doesn't really matter. I need somebody to pick it up. Mark, you go. Actually, no, it would be Dan because I think I began that one. Cause God I did Mogo. damn it! I did Mogo because I did Mogo and you and you chose Isamat and Jim was a tiebreaker, so it would be you going first. <sighs> All right. So was it Kilowog versus Rotlop fan? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, going off the back of what we were just talking about with Mogo. If I if I broke it down to its most basic components, the thing that I love the most about Rotlop Fan is his concept, and 
Kilowog, I just like as like a like a good character. So Kilowog. Um. Yeah, I I have to agree. Um, I love Rotlop Fan as a concept, um, the F sharp bell and all that. But I mean, as far as which which character I you know like more, it's got to be Kilowog. That's that's kind of a kind of a slam dunk for me. All right, Mark, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> On the icing on the cake, it's Kilowog. <laughs> yeah. Mark with the upset. <laughs> yeah. I vote twice for Rotlop Fan. Up yours! I'm voting oh my for God. Chad! No, Kil- oh <laughs> Kilowog advances to you the know, finals. Why you did know, we put Chad on this bracket? <laughs> you know what would be really interesting? If they took another Green Lantern character and even temporarily, like, blind them... <laughs> So that they have to, you know, like use the the F sharp bell and you know get trained by Rotlop fan or something like that. It'd be interesting. Well, they, they got halfway there with Alan Scott that one time. I remember I in '52 there was a there was a Zeta beam accident and like his eyes got teleported out. But yeah, actually, okay, so no, what happened was. Adam Strange lost both of his eyes, and Alan lost both of his eyes, but he had one of his eyes, and we're pretty sure it's one of Adam Strange's eyes. I don't know where the other one went. And the other eye, he just had an eye patch, and when he took off the eye patch, it was glowing. Oh, God. Remember that? No. (laughs) I think that that was the same time that Alan became, like, the head of Checkmate. Do you remember that? That's weird, right? No, he was the head. Yeah, he was like the White King or whatever the hell it was. Jesus. Alan Scott with one eye, with his Nick Fury eye patch and the wrong eye in the the other socket, was walking around in his Golden Age Green Lantern uniform as the director of a top secret global (laughs) espionage group. I guess I guess that works. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I have my eye on you. (laughs) <laughs> um. Okay, so I guess uh, Abinser versus Mogo. Abinser versus Mogo. Oh, you God. know, I've always, you know, it's always. <laughs> okay, continue, Dan. Continue. You know, you know, I've always loved Mogo. If there's one thing you should take away from everything I've said tonight, <laughs> that Mogo, he's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy of my enemy uh, is my friend. <laughs> I mean, let's be let's be real here. I would vote for a like a pile of mashed potatoes over Avancer. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I can't, right? I can't vote for mashed potatoes, right? Not unless you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Let's not even give a, give you an option. No, this time Mo- you can't. Go, it is. Um. Uh, I mean, while there is part of me that would like to, like, start some kind of coup with Mark just so that we can pass Avincer all the way through to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also grateful for being able to 
to vote out Avancer three times. Uh, oh man. Um. Okay, so I love Mogo. I think the concept is great. I think they use him great in the stories. I'm always happy to see Mogo around. Abin Sir has the legacy. Um, I, I do enjoy the stories that I've read about Abin Sir. Clearly, he orchestrated a lot of stuff before he died with the, the Blackest Night and the Indigo Lanterns. Um. Oh God, I. Oof. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I'm not sure. Um Well, we know that Dan is definitely going for Mogo. And since I'm not sure, Mark, which uh which way are you going on this one? Oh really? That's not fair. No, Mark, screw him over. Pick the other one so he ha- it doesn't help him at all. <laughs> uh I'll the reality in this situation is I'll let Jim off the hook because I have to vote for Mogo. Really? Yes. <sighs> I, 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 Avancer is super important to the mythology, but again, but if we're factoring in the uniqueness and we're factoring in also, I mean, no, Avancer has done a lot retroactively, but we've actually <laughs> seen Mogo do a whole hell of a lot and Mogo has had such a such a huge importance in the Green Lantern Corps multiple, multiple times. Uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy vote. Uh, but it, but it, it's kind of like if Abinsur, if this if this semifinal had been Abinsur against Kilowog, I wouldn't be voting for Abinsur either. So, I I I I have to I have to vote for Mogo. Okay. Um. So now you can vote for Abinsur if you want because. <laughs> Yes, I mean my vote. My vote does not matter. Um, Mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, I mean, when I think about Green Lantern, I think about Abin Sir more than I think about Mogo. But as far as which character I like personally more, would be Mogo. So I, I'll I'll vote Mogo. That'll be a unanimous one, which is nice because now we have a unanimous a unanimous decision going up against a unanimous decision for the final. Um, and the very last round is Kilowog versus Mogo. Ooh. So. I kind of never thought we would it would come down to these two. I kind of had a feeling that it would. I will. There were a couple that I thought that it could come down to, and these were definitely two possible candidates. I was absolutely sure that Sinestro was going to make it to this point. I thought that Sinestro would make it at least to the final four. Was that, was that before you knew what the brackets looked like, or even after you knew what the brackets looked like? Oh, I literally did not randomize until, like, two minutes before okay. we started recording, and I didn't even look at all the brackets until, you know, partway through I, recording. I thought Sinestro might get far, but for some reason I did kind of have a feeling Sinestro and Abensura were going to go against each other. That's why I kind of was prepared for for that one because I had thought I had thought about if these two square off, what am I going to do? And I and I and I had to, and I had to vote for for Abensura. Uh, 
I figured kill Kilowog to me was again. It all depends on on which side of the bracket you get you end up on. But Kilowog looked very likely to be he to, he could make the finals. And Mogo might be Mogo might be a little surprising just because you don't again it depends on the matchups. But mm-hmm. I think Kilowog Kilowog was going to beat almost everybody to get here because it's because based on since we're leaving out all the Earth Green Lanterns, you know Kilowog is is who so many people first think of. Uh, yeah. Uh, even especially if you don't view Sinestro as a Green Lantern, which most people probably don't first instinctually do. They don't think of him that way. So it's not. It's a. It's it's a good matchup. It's a really good matchup. Uh, should be you, right, Jim? Because Dan went first last time, and you passed the buck to me to go for the second. Round. Oh Jesus. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Love Mogo. Love Kilowog. I think. Oh, and, and by the way, yeah, this is this is, is the really tough round. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's not another one. <laughs> yeah, um, just had to had to say that for the for the sake of it. Um, I think <sighs> Kilowog is. You know what? I, I'm I'm voting for Kilowog. My vote definitely has to go for Kilowog. Kilowog is like. He's he's almost an honorary member of the Earth Lanterns, you know. Like when you look at all the Green Lanterns, like he he had set up shop on Earth for a while. <laughs> like, wait, didn't he build the what was it the Rocket Red yeah. battle suit for the Soviet Union? Something yep. like that. Yep. Yep. He he moved to Earth and within five minutes defected to communism. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense for his uh, his species. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like this dude, like he has like one of the, you know, biggest legacies with Green Lantern. He's had, you know, some of the most stories, you know, that, you know, outside of the Earth Lanterns, Uh, he's the indomitable will. He's the, you know. He's the the trainer of the new recruits. His you know the heart that is evident in Kilowog um, is uh, is definitely enough for him to to be my champion. So I, I'll vote for Kilowog. So before I cast my vote, I guess the question the question comes down to. Well, Dan, you don't want to vote. For, are you going to vote? Do you think you're going to vote for Mogo? <laughs> I, oh my god! I mean, wait, do you wait, want wait, me to like erase all the suspense? <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you want me to go before you, Mark? No, I, I don't, I'm only kidding. It doesn't really matter. Uh, the reality is, I'm, I'm playing around. Uh, it. Uh, this is this is this is hard because Mogo is super. Because you could make, you could probably make an argument that Mogo is actually more important to the Green Lantern Corps on multiple levels than Kilo than Kilowog is, uh, based on what his role has been. Um, you know, sending out sending out the rings, being the home base the home base of the core when when Oa was destroyed for you know Oa being destroyed for like the seventy fifth time. New 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 Oa's gone now. Shit. Um, but if you think about again coming back to the legacy and everything else, this 
this is tough because every time I want to just vote, cast my vote, and my my mind starts going back, and I start thinking of because uh, I want to make the most <laughs> most informed decision I can here. Because this is this is because unlike the 2016 presidential race, this is actually a vote between two good choices. Uh, so, so and that makes it even harder. Um, oh, I could just pass. The, I could just take the easy route and pass the buck to Dan. I could do that. Uh, you could. I could. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for Kilowatt. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know when I think about both these characters. Kilowog is easily the best character of the two. And he's gets the he's used more, he's used better. I would argue that his role in Green Lantern in general is bigger and more significant than Mogo's. But when I put these two next to each other and I think about what it is I love the most about the concept of the Green Lantern core, it's the creativity and it's the the incredible amount of variety that they can pull anything out of their head and make it a character and out of the two of them mogo is the bigger well physically and and conceptually the bigger example of that put into practice so i would pick mogo kilowog still wins though yep but it was, it was tough, though. It was it it was tough. I was it was not a slam dunk for me. But I, I guess the instinct was the instinct was Kilowog, and then in a way I was trying to balance the equation, which I always try to do, and think of reasons why. And Dan makes a good point for for Mogo that if we're going for the uniqueness, that 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 does get you. That gets you pretty far, because, hey, you got Rotlop fan pretty far. <laughs> I got Rotlop fan yeah. into, the, in, in, into the final four. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I I think I think Kilowog, based on this bracket, I think Kilowog deserves to win. But we did get a good final, though. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Even the, yeah. Even the final four was pretty good, even though Dan, Dan would say Evan Sir was, was the stinker of the group. And <laughs> no, I, I agree, Mark. The final three were really good. <laughs> it's a shame we couldn't come up with the fourth. <laughs> and, and, and for me, Rotlob fan would be the one of the four that really doesn't belong based on the overall – when you based on the importance of the character, not the unique the uniqueness. He, he, but if you look at some of the guys who, we, who got bumped off in earlier rounds, I mean – I would definitely put you know Sodom Yat. A lot. I would put Sodom Yat in the final four before I put Rotlop Fan. But yeah. it's all it all has it all has to do with all has to do with matchups, man. Yeah, the randomness of it. Yes. You know who could have calculated all of this right from the start though? Two six. <laughs> Two six. Run yeah, those but odds. It, you know, but the thing is though, like, like with Kilowog, you know, our winner, like. <laughs> Who else on this list could you have put up against Kilowog and be like, oh, yeah, they're much better than Kilowog? Mm. I mean, for Dan, it's obviously Mogo. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, 
Like, I would take Kilowog over Abinsur. I would take Kilowog over Sinestro. Clearly, I would take Kilowog over Mogo, and I would take Mogo over most of these people. I feel like I don't appreciate Kilowog as much as I should. I feel like I agree with that. <laughs> I think... I think you yes, I agree also that you don't appreciate uh, I, I feel like Kilowog kind of stays in his lane all the time. I, I really would like to see him like go off and do something new, like not permanently, but even if just for a story arc or something. And I don't mean and I don't uh, mean give him another give him Salik's old job again or any crap like that. Well, what if what if we send him to the Soviet Union to build some mech suits for people? <laughs> you know, it's been long enough. We can do that storyline again. Update update with a different country. See what happens. Iran. Make some, <laughs> take some headlines. We'll send him to Iran. Oh God. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Uh, uh, there could be a cover with Kilowog looking at the audience saying, "I I I made the Forever War." <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. So, well, I so thought that was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, now, Kilowog's first, the, the, his first round victory was the one of a raker, right? Yes. 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 Talk, talk, talk about a bad draw in this tournament. He could, yeah. he could have done some damage getting a good matchup, but no. <laughs> but at least he <laughs> lost to the champion. No shame in that. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. So. Of people that lost to the champion, we had Raker Quaragat, Tomar Ray, and Rotlop Fan, and then Mogo. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a pretty a pretty impressive list of the vanquished. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a good one. Uh, I'm gonna say to any of the listeners out there, if you enjoyed listening to this episode and you want to hear more Green Lantern brackets than uh, write in and, uh, you know, or, you know, Facebook us, Twitter, whatever. Twitter us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell them to listen to your podcast with your brother. Actually, I did first. Well, first I did too, but that's that's coming next, clearly, basically. That's coming way. next, clearly. Uh, yes. Um, but, yeah, no, like, because we, we already have other ideas for bracket podcasts, and we're probably going to do them anyway, regardless of anybody letting us know but you know like let us know anyway and feel important when we do it it would be your <laughs> contribution that made us want to do it and hey next time it'll be better because i'll actually understand what this is before we hit start <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were supposed to vote for the one we least like <laughs> you did fine dan that's why you guys voted for abin right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, if you want to hear more bracket-style matchups like this, there are a million podcasts. But there's one more that I do with my brothers, <laughs> and we typically end up voting for like the worst possible winner. Um, and not to us. I mean, like we we think it's great, uh, but you know, like it, it's it's arguably insane and and bad. Uh, it's called Four Brothers Brackets. Uh, it's a podcast. You can find it on, uh, let's see, Spotify, I think Apple, iTunes, whatever. Um, most places that podcasts can be found, it, it, it's somewhere out there. So do a search, Four Brothers Brackets podcast, and 
I mean, I, I, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, but our first, the first episode that we recorded, the audio was horrendously bad. So I don't suggest listening to that, but it was our Mother's Day episode. And for the winner, we picked the three dads from Full House. You sexist bastards, you. <laughs> Spoilers, God. Yeah. No, I actively lobbied against having them on the list, but once they were on the list, nobody could stop the juggernaut. <laughs> uh, that, that, that thing was just rolling downhill with a head of steam and you just couldn't stop it. Before uh, you knew it, they were everywhere you look. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, Lauren. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, you better wrap this up quick. I, I know. Um, go ahead, Dan. Mention mention your mention your channel, and then I'll wrap us up. Well, there's one thing that we've all learned tonight. It's that I can't talk for shit off the top of my head anymore. But thankfully, on my YouTube channel, I work off full scripts, so it's much better. <laughs> so it is Mosaic Comics over at YouTube. It is a a Green Lantern channel. I do deep dive analyticals type videos, usually around like the eight to fifteen minute length. Uh, you can go there right now to see a deep a deep dive on the character of Simon Baz and what makes him so good, plus why he was invented in the first place. A an exhaustive <laughs> explanation as to the confusing mess of how a White Lantern's powers actually work. Uh, the I delve deep into the fantastic level of character development Kyle Rayner received in the 12 issue Omega Men series. Um, I go into why I don't believe Green Lanterns should be law enforcement, and even kind of, even provide a uh, pretty simple adjustment that could be made to kind of let DC have their cake and eat it too with uh, exploring the intergalactic cop concept without compromising celebrating them as superheroes. And topping it off with, as of right now at least, a video going in-depth about absolutely everything we currently know about the Gold Lantern over in Legion of Superheroes. And actually, by the time that this podcast goes up, there will be a new video posted all about our friend Alan Scott, who, in around 2002... Had a prestige format kind of watercolor one shot. We uh, Jim and I we actually reviewed that early on, but what I didn't realize until going back to it now is that it is a a modern reimagining of the first appearance of Solomon Grundy from All American Comics 61 back in 1944. So we get a 2002 retooling of a 1944 period piece in a number of like really interesting and uh, uh, varying successful ways. So you can look for that. Just go to YouTube, type in Mosaic Comics, and look for the Green Lantern logo. And I'll make sure I have the links to both Jim's podcast and Dan's channel. That'll be back. Yes. It'll be back on the page again. Oh, I also, I always forget, I'm sorry, I always forget, I'm also, I know there's people out there that don't like to watch YouTube videos, so I've been posting the scripts for each of these as a text blog at mosaiccomics.blogspot.com. Nice. 
All right, let's wrap this sucker up. So, uh, lanterncast.com, lanterncast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, hashtag geocast, to find us there and, and like us on Facebook. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, so please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, 708 Lantern is the voicemail. Let us know what you think. And as far as the next episode, we're not sure, but it could. One of the many choices we have, we might it, the next recorded episode might be the 80th anniversary 100-page giant that's coming out, and that will, if that is the case, it will either be just the three of us or it will be the four of us if if Chad can ex- escape exile on Elba to to return to do at least one recording. Uh, but that's up in the air, so we don't know what the deal is with Chad, but. If it's not with Chad, then it'll be another three ninety nine episode. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a train gaining mom- something gaining momentum going downhill. I'm proud of this sucker now, man. <laughs> Mark, have we made have we made the joke yet? The lantern cast is holding the line at three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we can do that for like approximately like another uh, twenty four episodes, <laughs> if need be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll get that far, but you never know. It could be could the summer without the summer without a Bokelman making drag on long. Be fun. Uh, so I think that's going to be it. So good night, everybody. Good night. So long.